Good morning, everyone. We have a lot going on in these Gospels today. Um, what I'm going to start off with is trying to explain a few parts of the Gospels today. But today we had Jesus give a little parable in the middle of these Gospels where Jesus says if, if you have a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, wouldn't you leave the 99 in search of the one that's lost? I think this is one of the critical little parables that Jesus gives because a lot of times we ourselves can be lost. You know, it's very ironic how Jesus says he goes after the one that is lost and the 99 are found, but really a lot of times it's not the one that's lost, it's the one that's found and the 99 are running around lost, right? We can be running around lost at times in our life. But I think the main point of that little parable is showing Jesus is saying, I'm willing, not that he ever leaves the 99, really, God is everywhere, but that he's explaining how I'm so much in search of the one that's lost, it's as if I'm leaving the 99 and I'm searching diligently for the one that's trapped in sin. And so, a lot of times, we can be very unmerciful as Catholics, and it's very, very dangerous. One example I like to give is, Imagine if you know if you have a relative or a family friend or someone who just treated you really, really wrong. Or maybe someone who's just maybe not a nice person. Or maybe someone who's living in a lot of sin. And then you see them in church. And then you just label that person forever a sinner. Like, this is a sinner. Do you know that person in church? They're a criminal. Right? And that's a very dangerous thing because... Jesus says, when one sinner repents, he says, I rejoice more over that sinner than over the 99 who had no need of serious repentance, maybe of serious mortal sin, right? So us, do we rejoice if we see someone who has a lot of sin is in church? Do we rejoice? Or do we think that person should be like kicked out, right? Now, obviously, if we haven't repented, like this is a hospital, the church is a hospital for sinners, right? And if we don't ever come to church, how is Jesus supposed to heal us, right? Especially in the confessional. So it's important to realize this is how Jesus sees us at all times. If I have a lot of sin as a priest, Jesus says, I want to put you on my shoulders and I want to lead you back to the flock. So today, Jesus gives us the example in the beginning of today. He's trying to teach the disciples this lesson. So he, there's a dispute among the disciples in many of the Gospels. They're arguing amongst themselves, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Which one of us is the greatest, right? And so the disciples had to remember, like a lot of times, even in our own life, we can think life is a competition, like, let's say someone's doing well in their business. Like, oh, is this a competition? Like, you have this much money? Oh, I want to be rich as this person. Or I want to be smarter than this person. I want to be more educated than this person. It's a life of comparison and a life of someone competing to be better than someone else. But Jesus says the kingdom of God is not like that. He says if you want to be the greatest, he says humble yourself like this child and you will be great in the kingdom of heaven. Our greatness is not dependent by our possessions or our knowledge, 
but dependent on our humility and trust in God, loving him, relying on him. Jesus gives us this great example. If you really think about it, what is a child like? And the child that he's probably describing is probably like, you know, one of these really little ones right here, you know, that's running around, you know, three, four years old. What is a child like? A child, Jesus is not telling us to be childish, right? Sometimes we as adults, we can, we can act childish. We're not, that's not what he's saying. He's saying be childlike. What does it mean to be like a child? So remember, children, they rely on their parents for everything, right? They, you, if, if, if it wasn't for mom or dad, they can't eat. They don't have shelter. They don't have clothing. They rely on mom and dad. They do everything and they have joy and they have very little anxiety because they trust mom and dad are going to do everything. And so this is the way we are supposed to be in our life. You know, today there's a lot of chaos going on in the Middle East and all over the world. And, and it could bring a lot of anxiety, especially to us, maybe to some of you who have children, right? We could have a lot of anxiety about our life, our future, what, what, what is going to happen in the future. And Jesus says, be like a child. Because anxiety doesn't help me, right? And if I see myself getting anxious... I have to take a step back and I have to say, well, Jesus, I'm not relying on you. I'm relying on myself. And so I have to take a step back and say, Jesus, help me to be like a little child. A little child doesn't have worry. They rejoice. They're happy all the time. If their brother and sister offends them, how fast does a little child forgive his brother and sister? They're fighting one second over the remote control over a video game. They're pulling each other's hair and fighting. And then in two seconds later, okay, they're eating and they're happy again. But not us as adults. We say, my brother offends me. Forget him or her. I'll talk to you in 25 years, maybe if I decide to come to your funeral or something like that. It's actually that dramatic. And, and Jesus says, no, he's like, if you want to get to heaven, he says, unless you become like little children, none of us in this church are going to enter the kingdom of God. He literally says, you're not going to heaven unless you trust me and have faith and live like a little child, letting go. And so we have to put this, these two sections about being a little child and the lost lamb that Jesus never gives up on us. But then Jesus talks about the seriousness of sin. He says, if you cause one of these little children to sin, it's better for you to have had a, a stone tied around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than to cause someone to fall into sin. But even then, Jesus is fighting to save us. And the other warning he gives us, a very simple warning, he says, if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Or if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Obviously not, Jesus is not saying literally, for if your eye causes you to sin, to pluck it out, because, you know, that would be endangering your own self and your own health. But what What he is saying is obviously the seriousness of trying to be pure, right? What do I do with my eye? My eye can lead me to envy, jealousy, impurity, judging others. Is my eye sound? What am I watching on my phone? What am I watching on my iPad? Am I learning to fight to flee, especially today from impure sins, because they're easily today... Because of so much access to sin, you just, you know, Instagram, 
Instagram and Facebook are dangerous places unless you're a strong person. You know, we all have, maybe a lot of us have social media. It's not that we can't use social media. But if I notice myself that I can't control my eyes, then maybe I shouldn't be using it. I have to pluck my eye. I have to flee from sin. If my hand causes me to sin, whether it be stealing, whether it be doing something wrong, whatever it is, Jesus says, cut it off. That doesn't mean literally, but he's saying think about it in a literal way because that's how dangerous sin is for all of us. But Jesus puts those examples, the gospel writer puts those examples in the middle of those two sections. How be like a child, and then how even though you might have all these sins, I'm looking for you the way a shepherd is searching for the lost lamb. One thing I wanted to just talk about before I end my homily is we have a really bad understanding of God's mercy today. So confession, some of you are standing in confession. Confession is a gift, right? Confession is a gift that Jesus gave, and at the end of this gospel today, Jesus says, whatever you bind is bound, and whatever you loose is loosened. So he actually gave the authority to the church to loose people from their sins, to absolve, right, from mortal sin. But that doesn't mean that we, sh- we should absolutely be confessing our sins daily to God. Sometimes people think because we have confession, that means we don't directly confess our sins to God. That is not accurate at all. Me, as a, as a priest, every single day, I tell God I'm sorry for my sins. I do an act of contrition. I kneel before God in prayer and say, God, forgive me for this, 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 and this. Maybe some of us are better at examining our conscience than others. But we have to trust that God is even showing us mercy the moment we fall. So let's say you're at home and you fall into a serious sin and there's not a priest around. Should you wait till confession to say to God you're sorry? Of course not. Immediately you should get on your knees when the moment you realize you've done something sinful and say, God, help me. God, forgive me. God, forgive me for hurting you, hurting my neighbor. Forgive me for all my sins and then grant me the grace to make it to confession when I can so that in that moment you trust that God is giving you peace so that you're not worried like if I died before making it to confession, God would still forgive me because God's grace can still work outside of confession if necessary, but that doesn't mean he doesn't hear me when I'm at home. So we confess to God, and then when we can, we receive the absolution, that special blessing in confession that he gave to the church through his Holy Spirit to minister to, to give to, to give us. So that's just something that's very important so that we don't despair. We don't have anxiety. If you're struggling with some of these sins that I mentioned, some of it can really be rooted in bad addiction. We don't despair. We approach it like a little child and say, Jesus, help me to be like a little child. Help me to be pure like a little child. When I was a little child, when I saw something bad on the TV, what do you do? You change the channel. So being like a little child is a great example for us to to approach our life. When we start becoming self-reliant and think we could only save ourselves, that's when we become like that lost lamb that doesn't want to get on its shepherd's shoulders. So today, let's learn to rely on Jesus and climb on his shoulders so that may he lead us back to the 99. Amen.